1: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you.
2: Gosh, we are on day, what, two, three, one hundred of Bennifer-Agannifer games? Yes. Oh, my word. I just could tell yesterday when we first brought up the story about Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner that this thing was going to have some ripples and it's rippling on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one Oh seven one. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley trainer. What WT. Okay. So
3: this is why we can't have nice things. Also, and you people wonder why we have publicationships and fake non-stories and tabloids as generated by celebrities constantly. It's because when a celebrity has a meaningful conversation with you, and by you, I mean mostly the media, but also the people who then on social media and then everyone listening sort of spiral these things out of control. What right. I'm talking about is, of course, the thing that you raised, this uh, Benifer gate, if you want to call it that, ben Affleck talking about his marriage with Jennifer Garner and specifically, he wasn't even talking about his marriage other than in the context of his abuse uh, issue, like Mm -hmm. his, his addiction issues, uh, his alcohol abuse, his Mm -hmm. addiction issues for sure. That said, it mentioned, or he, in the conversation mentioned how he dealt with his addiction During his marriage Mm -hmm. and because of that those two things were linked in the media and I can point to the thing where it was linked because we referenced it on the show yesterday and in fact that's why I made page six my headline the headline of course was Ben Affleck says I still would have been or I would have still been drinking if I'd been if I'd stayed married to Jennifer Garner implying that Jennifer Garner is a part of the problem Uh, that he faced, or that's part of why his alcohol issues uh, lasted as long as they did.
2: It was definitely an effort on Page Six's part to get clicks on the article by implying something which was not what he said. And
3: Page Six isn't alone in this. Like All the tabloids just said, like Ben says, if he stayed married to Jennifer Garner, he'd still be drinking, Mm -hmm. which just, again, everybody focuses on, well, that makes it sound like Jennifer Garner. And, of course, the people the people's reaction to that might be a good one. Like if you see a headline that says Ben Affleck says Jennifer Garner was part of the problem, you'd be like, well, maybe you'd want to focus on you and your part in that problem, Ben, right? That's a normal response. Absolutely. Problem is, read the article, listen to the interview, Mm -hmm. you realize very quickly that's not what he said. And now we're all arguing about things that didn't actually happen, but that doesn't matter because that's the world we live in. So as of or as the day progressed yesterday, as we started talking about that story yesterday, other people started to comment on it. And then it sort of took on a life of its own, such that page six then had a story later in the day about Jennifer Garner appearing unfazed after Ben Affleck's controversial comments. And unfazed is just a series of photographs of her out with a cup of coffee. After quote her ex dragged her marriage through the mud.
2: Okay, I do really quickly want to say the following because nothing is real and everyone smokes. I believe that that was a purposeful outing on her part. Oh,
3: there is a lot of purposeful, and again, mm-hmm. like I think we can dig into the details of this because what what you're alluding to, I think, is the thing that to me seems very obvious. Once those headlines showed up, whether it's true or not, you have to respond in some way. She has to go on damage control,
2: whether or not it was intended.
3: Exactly. So to have a publicity response in the moment is important, even if it's dumb and not necessary. So I can imagine a thing where Jennifer Garner's like, this is dumb. This is not a thing. That's not what Ben said. Ben was saying, actually... That uh, in the midst of his marriage, things were really tough. And he if he hadn't dealt with them, they would have continued to be tough. Mm -hmm. And the marriage did, you know, like being in a marriage at that moment didn't help because of all the pressures of X, Y and Z. And clearly it was a problematic marriage in the first place. So, Mm -hmm. like, he was having like an actual conversation. It doesn't matter what reality is because we're dealing with Hollywood. So to your point, Jennifer Garner then has to walk outside with a cup of coffee looking normal and not you know, brooding alone by herself. If we didn't hear from her for a day, you know, she obviously has, you know, she Ooh, mm-hmm. she is upset with
2: him. She's at home crying her tears uh, in her homemade biscuits.
3: Exactly. But wait, there's more. So then after the, the, the series of Jennifer reacts by like walking stories. Right, as one does. You then see stories, and this was later last night, Jennifer Lopez is... with Ben Affleck dissing Jennifer Garner. And the story um, has a source because, of course, the story is an exclusive to Page Six. Ben Affleck is getting online backlash for a recent freewheeling interview he did with Howard Stern. But a source tells Page Six J-Lo is also upset. And you can imagine how this all goes mm-hmm. down because JLo's people are like, girl, you can't just be a part of this story where, you know, he's bad mouthing Jennifer. Yeah, you, you can't need, just
2: be okay with this that. This is about
3: you and you need right. to insert yourself because into this story. Because what if at
2: some day he's doing an interview and he says something like that about you?
3: Yeah. Or what if people say, oh, and Jennifer Lopez likes that mm-hmm. man? So again, yes. um, The source then goes on to say that Lopez isn't happy with the chat. She is pious. She is also getting pulled into this because she's dating him. She doesn't want to be dragged into this. Girl, She has met Jennifer Garner. She's trying to get to know Jennifer Garner and Ben's kids. It is reckless and cavalier of him. (laughs) Okay. So, again... The story has taken on a life of its own. The mm-hmm. story that Ben hated, you know, Ben is blaming Jen for his alcoholism, the whatever Jennifer you want to call Garner it.
2: Garner drove him to drink.
3: Exactly. Uh, or prolonged it or wh- whatever. And the fact that we're repeating, it's just going to lodge that further in your brain, even though it's not true, but still just to be clear and to make a full and accurate accounting of the story as it's, you know, propelled itself through the trash sphere that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that is where we then find ourselves, such that literally J Lo, the other half of Benifer Jennifer is distancing him, herself from Ben Affleck. Uh, Jennifer Garner is walking on legs to show that she With is coffee. not. coffee. Don't forget her coffee. Yep. She's getting caffeinated, unfazed, unfazed. Mm-hmm. by uh, the things that Ben said. Obviously, we are going to have to get to a point where Ben Affleck shows up and corrects the record, which actually wasn't, didn't need to be corrected, but of course does because, you know, the world we live in. So he shows up on Jimmy Kimmel. Oh,
1: look. Oh.
3: And has to clarify. And I think, Holly, we have audio of his clarification. Oh, yeah. Let's have a listen.
1: They said that I had blamed my ex wife for my alcoholism. And that I was trapped in this bitch, like, just made me out to be like the worst, most insensitive, stupid, awful guy. I get it, me, I'm happy to be Sad Batman, I'm happy to be Dunkin' Donuts and the meme, I, I understand. Really, like, it's about my kids, they gotta just draw a line. It's the exact opposite of who I am, what I believe, and I would never, Want my kids to think I would ever say a bad word about their mom because this really upset, upset you. I mean, obviously.
2: My gosh, you can hear him like choking back tears. It's like painful to listen to because you um, you can hear the effect it has on a person when their words get twisted up to say something cruel and not what they said. Yeah. Uh,
3: Yeah, absolutely. I also think there's probably a certain amount of performance in there because it's Ben Affleck. And I think, again, the people picked up the red phone and said, you need to go fix this because this is becoming an issue. And I'm sure he had actual emotions about it. But I also think this just reminds us again, why celebrity, like if you question why celebrities have fake relationships. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean that they are constantly curating their public facing persona This is why. This is why, because people can't deal with nuance. People can't allow people to be people. The minute, you know, um, a a mom does something that is not in the Dr. Spock book, but probably never needed to be anyway, uh, the minute a... You know, I I don't know. You just go down the list of all of the times that people react, ourselves included. Like, we like to poke fun at celebrities all the time. But what I will say is, I think on this show, we at least will read the story. Because how many times have we, like, you jump into something... By just looking at it superficially and you realize, oh, well, this isn't this is just the tabloids trying to get me to feel a certain way, which about is thing. the
2: thing. I mean, which is uh, like if I have any advice to the world, it's that it's please just don't react to just the headline Yeah. because that's where we are now. Yeah. Right. Like we don't people aren't even reading the report of the report. They're reading the headline of yeah. the report of the report. And that's worse. And
3: I will say. <laughs> Um, and I'm trying to think of the, uh, example because I can't think of it specifically, but yesterday I found myself doing this very thing where I saw a headline. I read the, the, Oh, it was, uh, I can't remember. Anyway, where you read a headline, you listen to the thing and you're like, Oh, this is not actually
2: what I came here. This for. is
3: not actually a thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm going to put this down now, even though it would be real easy to pick it up, just read the headline or the first few letters, And even sometimes just reading words, you know, it's easy to sort of miss the nuance that somebody having an actual conversation can provide.
2: Well, and that's part of what I, I mean, what I wish about, and and I should take a a dose of my own medicine, but that's what I wish about this story about Ben Affleck is that it drove people to listen to the actual Howard Stern interview, not Mm -hmm. the, not the quarterbacking on it, Mm -hmm. but sit down and listen in its entirety. Because I think you, you would hear the nuance, you would hear a different. Story, you would hear all the words that Ben Affleck said around the sound bites that are sitting just hanging out there between quotation marks, acting like they're the whole story. Oh, I know
3: what it was, and I think you're going to bring it up tomorrow. Actually, that that Billy Eilish story. Oh yeah, because that, that was another Howard Stern interview.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Which you know, then they pull out the sound bites. Yep. The, the fact is that Howard Stern is an amazing interviewer. Yeah, and so. I think it would be wise if you see that Howard Stern was the interviewer, if you've read that far, to know that there's probably more to the story because yeah. it was a lengthy conversation. Let's be
3: clear, though, people don't do that with stories that actually I know. matter. Like on the you level of matter the matterless, you know, Ben Affleck doesn't matter, so I forgive people a little bit for just being like water cool, like, hey, did you see that douchey thing that Ben Affleck said about Jennifer Garner? Mm-hmm. Oh, that poor lady mm-hmm. i I get it. I totally get it because people don't live in uh the depth of this world that we do.
2: That's why you should hang out with us because we'll bring you, yeah, exactly, what you need
3: to know. um, but like, people do the same thing with, you know. 5G. What? 5G. Oh, yeah, oh, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And more. And more. I mean, and so yeah. much more. For example. Yeah, so like, if they can't do it for the stuff that actually matters, true. shame on us for thinking they would do so otherwise, but if you listen to us from noon to three, you're gonna at least get the attempt at trying to pay attention to the whole thing.
2: It's true. <laughs> we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Elizabeth Reese is also going to bring us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. You can trust her too. After this on My Talk 1071.
3: This is a My Talk Dirt Alert.
2: Elizabeth Reese is here with all the dirt. Straight from Hollywood, it's a dirt alert. Hey, Elizabeth. Hi, you guys. How's everybody doing today?
0: Wonderful. Good, good. Thank you very much. Hopefully
3: you're warm and dry and survived the worst of uh, the storm. It
0: was a really weird, like, rain and then lightning. My kids like to watch the lightning from their room before... They went to bed last oh. night and they were watching it. And I was like, it's raining. Can you believe
2: it? What's happening here? And then you were like, let me teach you something about climate. <laughs> I know. A lot <laughs> of things. Mama's going right to right. tell you a story about
0: climate. Change. Yeah, about the world ending you're four. <laughs> uh, uh, apologies for what we've placed on your yes. generation. Thank you. It's a whole thing. Um, but it was, you know, kind of exciting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just roll But with you
3: that. can get gifts delivered within two hours. Truth.
0: There are positives and negatives to the way our society functions. (laughs) It's true. Uh, Gosh, here's what's making headlines right now. Chris Noth, who is, of course, a Uh famous actor and uh, getting tons of attention right now uh, because of the reboot of Sex and the City. He has now been accused of sexually. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. assaulting two women. Sorry to just hit you with that, but this is what I've got today. He's 67. uh, And uh, what's being reported is that he allegedly preyed upon two star struck young women. One incident allegedly occurred in 2004 and the other in 2015. The Hollywood reporter has a big article about this saying that he lured them to private areas and then forced himself on them.
3: Ah, You know, I think honestly, if this is uh, like every other story we've read, We're going to hear more of these types of stories, meaning more people will come forward with very similar accounts or at least Mm -hmm. accounts on a theme. And um, it should not surprise us.
0: Mm -hmm. The details are pretty um, troubling and graphic. Um, One of the women says she was just 22 when she met uh, Chris Noth. He was 49 at the time while working. She was working as an assistant at a talent agency in 2004. And then he got her number and was flirting with her. It was peak sex in the city. She said, um, her former boss said he was like a god to us at the time, um, and then it kind of goes on and details uh, what she says happened. Now, for his part, Chris Noth is categorically denying the allegations, um, but you know, time will tell. Yeah, it's very troubling. And and then of course, you know, the question is, well, why are you saying this now, right? Women, why are you coming out with this now? One says. Because of all of the attention that he's getting, because of Sex in the City, mm-hmm. that it was, it has brought up a lot of trauma.
3: Yeah,
2: I mean, and, it, you know, it's her, it's it's her prerogative when she, when and if she decides to speak about it, right? That is a woman's prerogative. It totally is, absolutely. He or said, a, I should say, a person's prerogative.
0: Anybody, yeah. yeah. Yes. In this case, women, but it, but in any kind of situation mm-hmm. like this, he says the accusations against me made by individuals I met years, even decades ago, are categorically false. These stories. Could have um, been from 30 years ago or 30 days ago. No always means no. That is a line I did not cross. The encounters were consensual. It's difficult not to question the timing of these stories coming out. I don't know for certain why they are surfacing now, but I do know this. I did not assault these women. HBO Max, for its part, has no comment on it. But, you know, there is that, there is that constant conversation of a power dynamic, right? That's a conversation that we're mm-hmm. having now that we certainly didn't have, particularly back in 2004, That there's a different understanding of a power dynamic, even within a seemingly consensual situation. That's part of the part of the conversation now that just wasn't happening. Yeah. That like when you're a big star and there's like a 22 year old assistant, that's a real different power dynamic, guys.
3: Yeah. And again, these stories are are going to be more complicated than one uh, article in The Hollywood Reporter. So, sure. you know, and reporters uh, and publications are very good at telling stories mm-hmm. um, of, from a very particular point of view. So it's not like this is the only story. It's not like this is the only account, but it is one and it should be taken as such. Right. And, you know, uh, without sort of blowing things out of proportion, you, you know, take the information, do with it what you can. And as an informed audience, you know you decide like how you feel about it. Yeah,
0: that's exactly it. Um, Okay, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reboot. I like reboots. I'm not going to poo-poo the reboot. Don't poo the reboot. (laughs) Reboot. See what we did there? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's titled Bel-Air. It's uh, promising lots of drama and a little bit of a more serious tone. And um, it's going to be on Peacock. And I'm looking forward to it. I loved The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air.
2: I'm trying to remember what other show they did something like this with that was like a comedic show that they turned into sort of drama. There was another show like that and I can't remember what it was and uh, now it feels like it probably wasn't as successful. I will say as far as reboots go you know, you're right, don't poo poo the The reboot. Don't poo the boot. Don't poo the boot because... Like, for example, we at our house have loved Saved by the Bell. Yeah. And it is very, very different than the original. And that might put people off at at first blush. But then when you get into it, it's like,
0: oh. I think you have to give it a chance. And like anything, you have to manage expectations. You can't expect that it's going to be the same as it was. Right. And um, so, you know, it got a two season order just based on the pitch alone is what Will Smith said about it. Um, but it's going to premiere on Peacock sometime in 2022.
3: Yeah, and premiering on Peacock presumably means there's a lower bar for the initial success that yeah, like they can afford to sort of give it a little bit of time. Which to, I love.
0: Yeah. I don't like this like exactly. pressure to be amazing mm-hmm. right out of the gate. Yeah. You get three episodes. Especially with sitcoms. We've, we I'm have interested. really lost the opportunity to enjoy a lot of sitcoms because of the pressure on the first season. You guys look back. I'm going to challenge you. You look back at any really successful sitcom and watch the first season. And it wasn't great. Uh, 30 Rock, Seinfeld, Friends. Mm -hmm. Yes.
3: Not the best writing the first season. You
0: got to give them a little chance to develop and to breathe and then to, you know, come into their own. Like a a fine wine. That is the truth, my friends. Elizabeth Reese,
2: thank you for that dynamite dirt alert. Thanks, guys. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to solve some pop culture mysteries in the form of blind items. Holly will bring them to us. We'll solve them in a little segment. We call it Blinded by the Item after this on My Talk 1071. Pop culture mysteries to solve on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk1071. One. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Holly brings us these pop culture mysteries and we solve them in a little segment we call blinded by the item.
1: A bumper crop of hot celebrity gossip mysteries okay. to solve. Drop it. None of them are particularly joyous today, so I'm fine. just going to let and you thanks. know. Super great. Yeah. Are
3: blind items ever joyous? Though to be fair, no, no. So it's <laughs> it's fine.
1: It's fine. Here's our first celebrity gossip mystery. The disgraced producer looks to have bought his way out of one jail sentence. Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein?
3: How do you do that? What kind of money you got to have? Well, this is the L.A. uh, case, right?
1: Right. So So what's happened with that? Uh, It's still happening. Okay.
3: So how do you buy himself out? Yeah. Is there like an amount you get to pay?
1: That's my question. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is that we don't don't get to know (laughs) because we are not rich enough to know. He did enter a plea of not guilty in September. Headline 13 hours ago judges in Harvey Weinstein appeal slam prejudicial testimony and raise questions about conviction.
3: And that would be his probably New York case. So, I mean that's yes. that's potentially hmm. on on your uh
1: yeah, so here, item. here's the headline from USA Today, or at least the first paragraph in this sentence. A New York court took prosecutors to task at the first hearing in Harvey Weinstein's appeal, raising questions about whether the disgraced movie producer's 2020 rape conviction could be thrown out. Mm-hmm. So basically... Perhaps taking uh, some notes from the Bill Cosby playbook. Mm, right. Technicalities. technicalities. Another playbook that a, is
2: currently being used is uh Prince Andrews playbook. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Throw enough money at a problem and you'll maybe find someone who will solve it for you.
3: Yes. When you got money.
1: Okay. Yay were super uplifting and exciting.
3: Delivering on the the order.
1: All right, here's another celebrity gossip mystery. An actress on this very popular sitcom went from series regular to recurring for multiple seasons just so she wouldn't have to be in the same room with this recently fired actor. He always wanted to touch her. (gasps) Chris Knopf? No,
2: recently fired actor on a series. Oh, is it the Goldbergs one?
1: Oh, ish. I don't know
3: his name, but I don't know who the actress would Neither be.
1: Neither do I. Just focus on the actor because that's the headline today. The guy from the Goldbergs. Yeah. Okay. The guy. <laughs> Jeff Garland. Yeah. Jeff oh my God. Garland. Yes. Now, I'm not sure about the actress on the Goldbergs, but she went from series regular to recurring for multiple seasons just so she wouldn't have to be in the same room oh. as Jeff Garland. Okay. Because allegedly, supposedly, Jeff Garland wanted to touch her. Ick.
3: That's disgusting.
1: Ish, you guys.
3: That's nasty. I look forward to reading about that story. I have not read it yet, but uh, it sounds like it's kind of nasty.
2: I was halfway yeah. through the Chris Noth story, story, so I, uh, you know, now I'm knee-deep and nasty today.
1: <sighs> that one nasty. will be next. Well, Colleen and Bradley are doing so well this afternoon. We're going to keep moving along with another celebrity gossip mystery. Of course, the A-list actor slash sometimes movie director pushed his way onto the airwaves to try and do some damage control. No one believes him or likes him. Ooh,
2: Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. Ooh.
1: Oh, I think
2: it's also important to remember. I don't think that NT lawyer likes him. Yeah. So we're always well, going to get a little bit of a.
3: But, you know, it always goes back to like, I, I and it's not that you can't have an independent thought right. or feeling about people like you can just have your gut. But like, I hope science isn't based on gut feelings in the same way that I hope we don't just judge people because of the like press coverage that they get. And if people roundly have this opinion about Ben Affleck, that he's a D bag, I would say mm, or maybe he's a person struggling with some demons that many of us can and many other of us cannot understand and like it could be more complicated that's all i'm saying is create space for the Mm -hmm. possibility that he is a uh complex human being uh and not one that survives caricatures well
2: what i always say to my kids who when they say they ask the question is this bad or good is this thing bad or good i say nothing is all bad and nothing is all good yeah yeah
1: contain multiple multitudes yeah you just got to get comfortable Mm -hmm. with being uncomfortable sometimes Like now, item. <laughs> <laughs> like with another celebrity gossip mystery, here we go. Colleen and Bradley, the significant other of this A plus slash A list mostly movie actor who everyone loves, has been cheating on him with ladies and gentlemen. Tom Hanks.
3: Stop it! Uh, uh, wait. Oh, is that like a Neil Patrick Harris? Because uh, no. is it a gay thing?
1: No. Oh, I thought I got my uh,
3: pronouns Mm -hmm. such that it was two he's.
1: Well, the significant other, it could be, but uh, an A-plus slash A-list mostly movie actor has been cheating on him with both men and women. So.
3: Oh, so a female presumably is cheating with uh, Mm -hmm. somebody on
1: him. Yes. Got it. Mm-hmm. Who's no. the actor? The cheater? No, everybody loves the actor, so okay. that's why it's, the, it's okay. not Neil Patrick Harris, because we do know that at least one person. <laughs> yes, true.
2: But I know
3: that the world, like, oh, he's so funny. It's love his magic <laughs> tracks. <laughs> do you?
2: Is it George Clooney? No. Uh,
3: well, we didn't like his floby, so. I know. <laughs> um,
1: all right, let's go down the list do of all the actors. Do we love this person? I don't know if you've ever actually professed love or like of this person, but I know that you have not actively disliked this person. But Mm. in
3: the pantheon of tabloidery, uh, he is uh, generally loved.
1: Yes. Denzel Washington.
3: Uh... Good guess.
1: Good guess. Um, A little hint. This person has an upcoming project that's out soon. So he's top of mind. Mm -hmm. He's doing the rounds right now. He's doing the rounds. Sitting on couches. Yep.
3: Channing Tatum.
1: No.
2: People don't like him always. And we've professed our love for him. Um, okay, 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 okay. Is he like one of those people that were like, is he like a Tom Hanks-esque type person in terms of like The Rock?
3: Oh, that's a good guess.
1: Yeah, no, okay.
3: Um not Zac Efron uh, no. not
1: Zac Efron mm-hmm. no. Hugh Jackman uh, no uh- again doing the rounds posing mm-hmm. for magazines doing interviews right. giving insights yes. busy modern guy on the go right now mm-hmm. got a big Hollywood project that he wants everyone to see why am I drawing a huge blank right now
3: uh, because you don't see movies
1: is the star of several franchises and one of the movies that this guy is pushing right now is part of a franchise
3: Oh, uh, is it Timothy Shalom? No. Uh, is it in theaters right now?
1: Uh, No, but it's going to be by the end of the month.
3: Oh. Okay, so it's not like a West Side Story?
1: No, not a West Side Story. What is going to be
3: in theaters that's big before the that's end of the year? part
1: of a, a big release. Huge release. Huge. Huge release. franchise release? Yes, a huge There's franchise release. No There's Star Wars,
3: release.
2: is there? Uh no, we're not. Uh. Getting, is it like a Spider-Man situation? No, no. Uh. Although
1: people are liking that Spider-Man. I know, that's what I've heard. Yeah, people people liking that Peter Parker. Okay. All right. There's a big one right in front of your face, right in front of your face. What
3: is it? What genre?
1: Um, science fiction. Okay, right in front of your face.
3: A science fiction film that's right in front of our face.
1: Yes, this person has been doing a lot of press. It's a uh, the William, William Shatner. Stop it!
3: That's not a thing.
1: Uh, uh, this movie is coming out. It's one of those deals where the movie is going to be out in theaters and streaming simultaneously because you know we still have that kind of distribution mm-hmm. going on. Give me, by like, the way, we're in a pandemic.
3: Give me, uh, narrow it down a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: am I excited about it no okay great
3: <laughs> am right. I excited about it because I feel like I should at least know it is it Keanu
2: Reeves oh, oh the matrix Woo. I have to say thank you to love is the law
1: on twitter thank you because that was prompted yeah. okay well I'm glad that you got a little nudge yeah, because no, yes
3: that was it's so obvious
1: the significant other of Keanu Reeves is cheating on him Aww. with everybody Aww. sparing no expense Sad Keanu.
3: That, is that the woman that everybody was like she's so old
1: Alexandra Grant well no mm-hmm. she's the same age as Keanu Reeves I know but everybody so just,
3: thought she was old yeah, or she, something remember she
1: dared to have white hair in yeah. public I mean shocking it really is Yeah.
2: do we have time for another one or did we just suck too bad on that last one <laughs>
1: Yeah, we really don't have time. But you Mm. you guys did very well today
2: and you Mm. solved all of them.
3: Thanks. stars. thank
2: you so much for offering us those blind items. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, get your eye rolls ready. Ooh! Because uh, Priyanka Chopra is talking about her...
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo.
2: And P.S., the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
3: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
2: Hey. And we're going to talk about what she's saying uh, after this on The Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Miss Q Holly, this is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, that's Bradley Trainer. Hello, biatches. Hello. Um Listen, uh, we love to talk about publicationships, and there is one publicationship to rule them all. Really, it's the one that we cut our teeth on. Bradley, what is a publicationship? A relationship for
3: publicity. And Celebrities do this all the time.
2: We give them little names. This one we call Chonis. What's Jonas?
3: Priyanka Chopra, Nick Jonas.
2: Uh, should we have a little Chonis bonus? Let's do it. Beep boop, bop, 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 bop. It's bop, time bop, bop, for a Jonas bop, 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 c- bonus. 8-bit
3: publicationships.
2: Okay, so um, Entertainment Tonight. It's a real good show. Is it, though? Well, I mean, it just works with the song. They had a conversation with Priyanka Chopra. Do you know why she's talking?
3: Uh, I do, actually, only because I uh, have seen several stories about this very big milestone. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, there's two reasons why she's talking.
3: Well, I mean, there's the reason she says she's talking, and then there's always the reason behind that, which I imagine is a project or something she's working on. To promote blah blah blah.
2: Right. So I what I real the way I should have phrased it is why is Entertainment Tonight talking to her? And it's because she has a three second cameo in the Matrix. Yeah. Um actually I'm it's probably longer than that, but it is not a huge role, I think we know for sure. Um but so they're talking to her, and it also happens to be their anniversary their third anniversary uh hers that would be uh, priyanka mm-hmm. chopra and nick jonas so she's talking about her publishing ship which could be fair we know is a publishing ship she thinks we think it's a relationship yeah and okay
3: it's not just us like just google it
2: so that's the relationship we're having right now so she's talking about that um and she says uh the following of her marriage with nick jonas and this is i just as you're listening to this Think about any part of this that you think might be true. Fabulous. In in any marriage. Okay? Um she says that the key to their happiness in their three year marriage mm-hmm. is um is communication. She says
3: Oh yeah. I I love communication. It's a very vague word that allows for all sorts of things, but sure. Go ahead.
2: I think just being honest and needing each other's company, obviously uh, this is the secret to their relationship. Communication, having fun with each other. I think that's the most important key. Okay. Are we, is this the second time we've talked about a key to be able to enjoy each other's company and just have a good time. And it doesn't feel like work.
3: Yeah. She's very good at platitudes. I will give her that.
2: Okay, does any of that sound like an actual relationship?
3: No, it sounds completely f- publicationship and one-on-one.
2: It sounds like somebody wrote her a script mm-hmm. for a romantic movie and was like, in your expertise for, from three years of a marriage, these are the things you learn.
3: Yeah, she is uh, very deft at providing uh, marketing and PR responses for questions about her personal life.
2: And the part that really like sent me over the edge, which is the thing that is in all the headlines, is that Priyanka Chopra says her marriage with Nick Jonas doesn't feel like work. And I just feel like anybody who's in a marriage doesn't say that their marriage isn't work. Yeah.
3: I think, honestly, what she's saying is I don't want to say anything to you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which
3: today I understand, I mean, I you know, it's not like this is the first time I've ever thought about this, but today has special resonance because, of course, we started the show talking about, you know, Ben Affleck made a, an unforced error in PR world uh, by talking about a real thing mm-hmm. in regard to his relationship, previous marriage to Jennifer Garner. And we saw where that got him. Mm-hmm. That got him into damage control and several people around him having to create, you know, false narratives and PR statements about him and the story i mean it, it, so I, it doesn't surprise me that you know somebody like priyanka chopra is like you know what <laughs> i'm not telling you right. a thing she's like i'm gonna follow the script you're gonna come after me anyway right so but this but to your point this is just she is like the she is she and nick both are very good at doing disney publicationship work Disney-level publicationship work. It's polished, it's clean, it's concise, it's sound bites. If you're not thinking too deep about it, if you're not wanting to get a lot of insight into her actual uh, thought process about what she has between her and uh, Nick Jonas, this is for you.
2: Oh, it's, it's going to be written like a fairy tale and it doesn't expose like, you know, listen, everybody in the world has like stinky breath retainer wearing mm. brawless moments. Right. Rusty. But she's not gonna, she's never going to let you see that because she's a movie star. I mean, She really is. She carries herself like a movie star where it's like she's not going to show any cracks or fissures in her image. And the problem with that
3: is that we all don't you know, we don't most of us don't lead lives like that. And so you do have to give people some sense of like fabricated imperfection because and I think that's what Chrissy Teigen does so well is makes herself appear very relatable to the average person in a way that Priyanka Chopra, when you go through her Instagram, she's very aspirational as a figure, as a as she presents herself to the world, Mm -hmm. she's very aspirational. She's always wearing the finest this. She's always eating the best that she's always driving the, you know, most expensive, this like, you're always going to see her lead through the world that
2: way. Right.
3: With her messaging anyway.
2: Right. And even her imperfections will be curated imperfections. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah sure. exactly. So that you will still think she's perfect, which again is like, Perfectly I don't know. completely
3: imperfect. Who does that sound like?
2: Who, who is that? that That's that? Hilaria Baldwin. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hillary.
3: My um, wonderful photo shoot of my family at the holidays that was totally off Like, you know, off the cuff, we just happened to, the photographer just happened to catch us in a state of, you know, in between.
2: Adorable Mm. chaos. Really? Really? Right.
3: Maybe you worked on that for probably six hours.
2: Right. With a professional photographer and tried to make it look candid, which is fine. But But again, there's a skill to this and there are people who are skilled at it. And I will give Priyanka Chopra credit for her skill in her curated image. She's incredibly skilled at it. Yeah. We just see through it. Yeah.
3: No, I mean, it's just, it's a performance. It's a performance like any yeah. other.
2: Yeah. I will tell you that um, her husband, Nick Jonas, has seen Matrix 3, and he loves it.
3: So. You know, it'd be hilarious if he came out and I was wow. like, oh, that was a trash movie. I'm well, so right? glad she only had five minutes in that. <laughs> yeah, thing. and
1: then I got to leave and, you know. But, you know, like,
3: but again, don't you then, you know, play the tape all the way through. I don't blame them. Well, no, it's working. Because if, you ca- if he came out and said, that was a crap movie, you really shouldn't have done it, Priyanka. We'd been like, what a horrible partner you right, are.
2: Right, There's a lot of catch-22s in celebrity. Yeah. Uh, you're right. If he did say like, "Yeah, I didn't really like it. I mean, like I'm it. not
3: here to humanize celebrities. That's not my job because they don't need that. Other people could probably be better humanized with our time, but... But, at least today, I'm having that thought because of the whole Ben Afflecker fluffle,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, I think that I mean, yes, I think that that those two stories in stark contrast makes you really see why they curate so absolutely a meticulously for it. exactly. yeah,
3: and guess who's buying that?
2: Well, a lot of people, yeah. and guess where that money's going into their pockets. No, so man. it's more yeah. when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay quick surprise guests are on their way and you only have time to clean one thing in your house what is it Mm -hmm. 651-641-1071 what is that one thing you clean first it's the only thing you can clean before the guests come over what is it give us a call we'll talk to you after this